0: Columbus, your host of Sunday Salon. It's been several weeks since I posted an episode. I hope you're still out there and subscribed. My plan is to post a full episode once a month and hopefully a few snippets in between. Thanks for tuning in. On this episode of Sunday Salon, we're talking about life's milestones. I've been thinking about the traditional markers of success and growth and how as a single woman, sometimes I wonder if I never get married or have kids what life moments do i get to publicly celebrate to discuss this with me i invite my friend oni who doesn't seem to stress about what she wants she's happy with where she's at in life also my friend vanessa who similar to me is wanting marriage and kids but she has already been married once and has learned a lot from that and Kavelyn, who is married and has a kid, but never really was focused on those things. So together, we dig in and talk about traditional milestones and how to deal with what you want versus what you have and don't have. From the comfort of my apartment in Brooklyn, we discuss milestones.
1: All right. Um, okay. So I brought you guys here. Um, the topic of the podcast is markers of success, which I found myself, um, saying it wrong as I was describing it to people and I was saying un- unremarkable milestones. <laughs> um, and I kind of mean that as a dual, um, message. And the reason why I have you guys here, um, as a group is cause um, Oni, I see you sort of as a person who doesn't give too much of a fuck about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. And maybe also doesn't have like, that like strong of a pull to like, like um, have these sort of milestone mm-hmm. things. Um, and Vanessa, I know that we've talked a lot about this stuff. And I feel like we have similar desires. But you also have been married before. Right. And already kind of had some of that like, celebration-y stuff that now you don't give a fuck about getting married. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But you are, your life is moving forward and you do have a partner and you're, you know, and so, so how does that now evolve having already had an experience that you're like, oh, I'm done with that. Um, And then Caitlin, I have you here because I think it's interesting that I think you also didn't place a ton of value on that, like, like being married and having kids, but yet all that stuff is sort of where you're at with your life right now. And then there's me, who I kind of expected and thought that I would have that and want it. My part in this is that I feel like I'm, I'm in the want zone. Like I want that stuff. But then, meanwhile, yeah, like I just concluded a lawsuit, and like I do challenging fucking interesting things all the damn time and those don't seem to be the things that people celebrate in these more public spaces like Facebook. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're in the room because I think we all come at this from a different um, point of view and I just think it could be an interesting conversation. When I go home is always a point that I think about it too. Like I think about it, it used to be a lot like if I were to see friends in Rochester, and upstate, it's way more common that people my age are married and have children mm-hmm. and much younger than me are married and have children. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I've had um some friends kind of like be like, So what are you up to? And I the what are you up to is hard because I feel like I'm like, oh um I'm not taking care of children. <laughs> like, okay. And so I guess, like, it's like I sometimes think that people think I'm, like, out partying all the time. <laughs> um, maybe we can go back for a minute to, like, how I sort of introduced each of you guys. Like, mm-hmm. could you, each of you take a minute to talk about your feelings on whether I was accurate in that sort of bringing you here and summarizing it that yeah. way? Um,
2: I think for me, the reason I don't, like care or give a fuck like you said about like the traditional markers of success um especially as a woman the way other women do is because I think my dad played a much bigger role in raising me than my mom did and so like like thinking about like picking out my wedding dress and how many bridesmaids I'm going to have and all that stuff. I just missed it. I just totally missed all that stuff and having kids and all that stuff. And it's like, it was just, I just assumed that, oh, when I grow up, I'll have kids, whatever. When I get there, I'll talk, I'll worry about it. So like those kinds of things, I just like, I just missed that. And so like now as an adult, when people are like worried about like, oh, I'm not married yet. And, um, or I don't have kids yet. I'm like, why do you want to be married? I don't I don't understand, like, what the big deal is because I don't think it was ever, like, stressed that it was a big deal to me. Um, and in my family, they're mostly boys. And so I hung out around with mostly... I have three brothers, and it's like, all we did was make sure you get good grades, go to
1: college, and all that
2: stuff. And those were the
1: things that were stressed. But, like,
3: yeah. And
1: one of your brothers is married and has a kid. Mm-hmm. And does that... did that make you feel any things like you're supposed to?
2: in a way it like relieved me (laughs) (laughs) because because I'm the oldest and and there are four of us and the youngest one is the one who got married and had kids first so like the rest of us me and my other two brothers are like oh all right pressures off (laughs) instead of more pressure being on us Uh because now my parents are occupied with those grandkids, and they're not worried about us as much. Um, I say, uh, and my mom will still call me and be like, why don't you want to get married? It's getting late. When are you going to have kids? So <laughs> she still does that, but I'm just like, ah, I still don't think it's a and big deal. That I just doesn't stress you it out. It just, Yeah, it just doesn't stress me out. Because I feel like...
4: Do you want it?
2: Do or are you indifferent? I'm, I'm indifferent. Like, if I have kids and I have kids, if I don't have kids i don't really care um because i just think that where we are as a society now it's like why does everybody have to have mm-hmm. kids don't. yep no nope. yeah and and the other thing for me is that like when i see like stories about kids in foster care and stuff like mm-hmm. that touches me much more than like seeing babies because yeah. like people mm-hmm. who know me like when i see a baby i'm like I don't, yes. know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Let me know when they're talking, and then we'll get back to you. See, it's hard to say
4: that. I know yeah. I have a friend who actually now has a baby, so it takes a little bit of the the punch out of the story. But, um, before she had the baby, um, and she had it, you know, later, mm-hmm. um, she was in her thirties, and she just said she doesn't really, in the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Not really into children and she said from her family and from everybody as she was like 35 plus that was mystifying like Mm -hmm. what do you mean that's what you're that's what you do what do you like that Mm -hmm. it was hard for people to get that she was you know a smart wonderful normal loving woman Mm -hmm. who didn't really have a
3: strong pull toward being a mom That's, that's kind of was, is, was me. It's a good segue. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, to start with my, what I I think, you know, I thought about too, what, what, what milestones were important to me or how that was formulated. Um, My mom did have a big influence, but in the way that she was the bread earner, she was the career woman, and I always... Like put her on a pedestal, like she was my everything, you know. And I think I somehow formulated that's what a successful human being and an accomplished or an um, actualized human being is: as someone who has found their career or satisfaction in work, mm-hmm. and you know, like having um, a path in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I say I could like, oh yeah, probably. I guess if I find the right partner, I'll get married. If mm-hmm. and I guess if you know, maybe I'll have kids someday, but was much more into like, what am I going to do, be, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, um, and I went through a bit, a bit of an identity crisis when mm-hmm. I went down the career path in advertising, I was a producer, and in so many ways, I loved it so much, I, you know, I loved um, traveling, I, all that stuff, but it, 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 I was always, it was a very stressful job, and I was always very conflicted about mm-hmm. how much, it stressed me out, and then getting scared that I'm like, oh my god, I'm not loving this, like, Mm. and I'm not finding it thoroughly satisfying, and it doesn't feel like this is, should be the it thing in my life, you Mm. know, and on a parallel path with that, I did meet someone in school, and we stayed together, and he want, you know, we did talk about kids, and as I was, you know, we got married, and as I was getting into my mid, well, early 30s towards mid, it's like, oh, shit, are we going to have kids? And then when I was faced with it, I kind of panicked. I was like, I don't know if I want kids. Um, so I went through this whole tailspin of, like, uh, I'm not in love with this career, and I have a chance to have a family here, so it seems, and there was, I did have a little bit of a maternal. Something did kick in about, I think I want kids, but it, I was really torn, and mm-hmm. people did have a hard time. I feel like now it's a little much more accepted for you to be torn about it but I feel like when I started talking about I'm not sure I did get a lot of like really how do you not know if you want
1: kids or not and does mm. your you
3: know like it just now it's an easier topic but I, I did have that I would look at babies and I'm like you know, Andrea can attest to this. I, I'd oogle over dogs, but if a baby comes along, I'm like, cool. You know, like, all right. Like, yeah.
1: So, um. But not anymore. Now she sees a baby and
0: is like, oh, a baby. <laughs> so
3: interesting. And the best is the double whammy where a stroller comes along and there's a dog. Uh, <laughs> I get to check out the dog, check out the baby. <laughs> For now, long story short, I ended up having the baby, quitting the job, and also having it was a very difficult transition really like a really hard one but all in all really grateful I had the option and that I pushed myself through the transition and I'm loving having the kid you know I mean it's still really fucking hard <laughs> and like I'm still a little traumatized from like the newborn days but um, but yeah it's, it's great you know but it's totally milestones that or traditional, but that I actually don't feel an, as an accomplishment. You know, when you yeah. talk about you go home and people ask, What are you up to? Uh, it shocks me that I, for some reason I would never feel like, Oh, I have a baby and this and that. Now and that feels <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, Ugh. You know, in fact, I'm stressed because right now I don't, I used to be able to say, Oh, well, this is my Might be the opposite for you because mm-hmm. you don't have much totally. you have less to speak of that's just you being mm-hmm. you. But very related to, I mean, it, it just, really hits at home when I hear you worrying about how to tell people what you're up to. When I look at you, I'm like, oh, God, she's got, you know, like, great, fun job. She can talk about, you know, like, improv, show, you know, doing this. You're you're living my dream, like, your own studio apartment. That one of the things I started panicking about when the relationship was going so well (laughs) was that I'm never going to get to live alone. Like, I'm losing my chance to, like, that was my dream. You know, like, so... We talk a lot about our, we've kind of swapped like roles. In a, yeah, like yeah. swapped milestones, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I there's think normal. it's
4: really interesting because I think what you're saying is so true for, in, no matter what path you take, like, there's you are going to mourn the loss. If you get married, and I have the same thing moving in with, my boyfriend now it's like oh, when I was dating it was like all oh, I want is and this is what I want and I want to cohabitate and move forward and be on the trajectory towards having children and everything is great you know but when push comes to shove it's like oh well then I need to leave my house and doing exactly what I please and like
1: and you're in the midst of that right
3: now
4: yeah but just also that there, they're, no matter what you choose you're going to you're gonna feel a loss for the other part. Like, you will yep. feel a loss for being single and carefree because you're not any longer, which doesn't take away from the love that you have for your husband and your child. But that's gone, it's not you anymore, that's dead, that's over, and I think it's it's okay to say, yeah, part of me misses that part of me. Mm-hmm. And the flip side, you know, mm-hmm. being, I think, uh, being single is, is, is wonderful and you get to do a lot. And I'm, you know, I think it's important to at each part sort of recognize, and we do this, but like sometimes it's half hearted.
0: Mm
4: -hmm. Like I'm single, so I can do anything. And it, and it, it's sort of intellectually like, right. I'm thrilled. Look at me. But there is that emotional piece that's like, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm lonely, this sucks, where is he, and why aren't I pregnant right now? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And the, and the, like, I, I mean, the, the clock ticking is the... the but bio. I think
4: the grass is always greener, yeah. and then no matter what you have, what you don't have will always have a, a power. There's going to be pull there, mm. because that's the way we are, and we're complicated, and part of you probably loves being a mom, and part of you might miss having the career that you once had. Yeah, absolutely. I think no matter, I mean, that's, my mom said when she had me, well, both of us, um, I have an older brother, that she felt a profound sense of loss. Like, and she said, I loved you more than I, you know, I loved you, but I felt a part of me had died and that it was really hard.
3: I literally, I now describe those first couple months, I I realized I had to mourn. The death of my old self. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, It was. It sounds dramatic, but I think I realized I had to kind of let myself go through a grieving period. That I was like, "All right, that's it's different now, and it's gonna be okay." Wait. I think you know, everyone says it does, and this is. But I just hadn't seen it through that light. And but it is. It is. Your and what really, is no
4: better than the other, right? It's, but just, it's different. just different. Yeah. Different. it's Different forever.
3: Forever, I so. forever, <laughs> yeah. even when they're independent, like you're always. And that was actually one of my, I thought was rational, but some people thought it was irrational fears about having a kid. Was selfishly, I was worried about being on my deathbed and like you know, shit falling apart in the world. And instead of being able to, like peace out, you know, like environment's going to shit, world economy going to shit, I don't care, I'm you know, like out of here. But if I have a kid, I'm like. Can. Is he is he or she okay? Like I'm mean, be stressing because, like, great they're gonna have to like live through whatever. But that's a really weird. I know. I don't. know. It's interesting because
1: <laughs> I have never once thought that. Yeah, I've, I've had plenty of people like I have never heard
4: that <laughs>
3: reason about not wanting a
4: kid. That's like taking the like going on vacation to like a maid you know like i just want to take a shower without a kid like that's bringing it Bring to, it to yeah times 10,000 <laughs> yeah. it was weird but yeah, it's not just you yeah. yeah i mean
1: in in a way like I, um like maybe cuz i never even thought about that it's more selfish to have a kid where i'm like mm. whenever i just want a fucking kid <laughs> and, then it and be like Ugh. <laughs> yeah
4: I've been want I've, I've wanted a child since I was a child myself. And as it comes like closer and a little bit, when I was married and it was like close to being reality or like, you know, in the reasonable soup that was in front of me, there was this feeling of like, Oh shit. Like, if it? What if I, it happens and I decide I don't
1: want it. I don't want no No, no,
3: no, 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 no,
0: no, no, <laughs> in
3: the, in the, in the, be like... Yeah. And there is that. Oh, I had that. I was like, oh,
0: what
3: did I do? like Yeah, oh,
1: this is exactly what I was scared of. This is so yeah. hard and
3: stressful. <laughs> <laughs> well well I was gonna yeah, come back to because you don't seem like a grass is greener on the other side. Yeah, say like, do you think
1: you have a freedom that a lot of us don't have because you don't give you don't have this like <laughs> you don't have that want as strong? I think so,
2: because like and I'm trying to think of like because somewhere along the line, I realized like what it would be to have a kid, and I think it's because because I'm the oldest, and there I have a I'm the oldest not only in my family but in like both of my parents' families. Like I'm the oldest of all the cousins. Wow! So it's like taking care of kids. Shit, you it's really like know. I know what that's like, yeah. and I'm like, why would you do this voluntarily? <laughs> <exactly. laughs> why, why, <laughs> <do this? laughs> why did you choose this? Why did you choose this <laughs> yeah. on your own? So. I think for me, that's like when people are like, oh, but you would make such a good mom. And I'm like, just because I'm good at something doesn't mean that I should do it. Like, I know that if like I was going to be a criminal mastermind, I would be great. (laughs) But I don't want to go to jail, so I'm not going to do that.
4: (laughs) And you know, you've done it a little bit because you have had the experience of being older with all of your family that you've, whatever uh, neurons that fire off that Mm. tell us we should do this have fired maybe I said right. oh I've, I've cared for children and you've had that you know, satisfaction re- yeah, that, that that ex- life
2: experience yeah. and I think the other thing is that like because like my brother now has two kids I'm like I can watch them grow up mm-hmm. that's yeah. enough for me yeah, yeah. just go and hang out with them for a couple of hours and be like oh I'm crying I'm gonna go home <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like I can only see the good parts and not have to deal with the bad parts yeah, yeah. And so, and that's totally
3: fine for me. I'm totally okay. I love that. that. I mean, it's, it's just, well, I think the best, it, it is, I think the hardest place to be is the mm-hmm. in-between, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't know. It's interesting, I but it sounds so like it. I would love so much to not want it so mm-hmm. bad.
1: I would really love to not <laughs> want it. I, 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 I've tried to get there mentally and like just last night I was spending time with Kavalin and her son and, um, I, you know, was like, he was really into me that evening. And yeah, so, he was really, uh, so, like, <coughs> I was like, cute. you know, entertaining him for a while as dad was making his dinner and then I fed him his dinner and then they were like, do you want to give him the bath and put him to bed? So I did all the steps and I loved yeah. it. I loved it. <laughs> I, I love him. I loved it. I felt like so happy and, and whole and good. It was great. And... Um, and I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe at least right now, like, this is the thing that sort of feeds that need for me that I have the, the nephew kind of equivalent here in my present. Life. I have a lot of nieces and nephews that aren't, um, in New York, but that, you know, through and I have a, a nephew that is somebody I can exercise or I can express some of that desire with, and, um, I'm going to white single white female. Your baby. <laughs> <laughs> and
3: I, I'm like, yes. <laughs> no, but I'm interested in the process. Have you felt like, is this something like you're cool, in general? With, you're
1: cool with being single? Like you feel like you've answered yeah. that question for yourself. Yeah.
3: Because it's like,
1: did you, used to have the desire that you didn't want to be single? Um, did I ever have that?
2: Like in high school, like when everybody has like a boyfriend yeah. and it's like oh I kind of want a boyfriend and then you like hear your friends are like oh my boyfriend's not doing this and not doing that and I'm like I don't want that are you <laughs> available if somebody wonderful came into your life yeah. or you no I mean it? I have a boyfriend now oh. but like <laughs> but like <which laughs> she didn't is,
1: need him <laughs>
2: but I was single for like a long time right, yeah. and like I was totally fine, fine with it. that because like um I feel like a lot of people fall into the trap of like, I don't want to be single, so I just want to be with someone for the sake of being with someone. And that's how bad relationships happen. Definitely. And it's like, I think for me, I've seen enough bad relationships to know that I don't want that. And it's, being single is way better than being in a bad relationship. Yes, I
4: learned that. Like (laughs) marrying somebody, I didn't. I did that that exactly. I was 30 and I I was like, oh, this is the relationship that I'm in now. And wants to get married, and, mm-hmm. like, uh, I was totally ambivalent. And? About marrying him? Yeah. Wow. Well, but were you ambil- ambivalent? I was were not ambivalent, ambivalent about getting married, married, but I was ambivalent about him. Mm-hmm. And um, Did
3: like, you, like, go through all the wedding day, freak, like, the, how, We just
4: did, like, justice of the Pete. We didn't do, he was like, oh, we okay. could have a wedding, and I'm like, let's just, like, was <laughs> like, ripping a band-aid off for me, like, let's just do it, and, like get it done Uh, and I think it was mm -hmm. in the five years since Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. um, it was totally driven by Mm -hmm. not a desire to be married Mm -hmm. a fear Mm -hmm. of being alone yeah and the aftermath of my divorce was I mean people say this all the time but it's true it really was a gift because I got to distill down like Mm -hmm. what was all that and what Mm -hmm. was motivating all of that and it wasn't a desperation to be married. It was a fear of being alone and not uh, starting a family on time and falling behind. Or, or It was completely a fear-based decision. Mm-hmm. And it was a, mm-hmm. It's not a bad decision because life doesn't yeah. go that way, but yeah. it's a decision that was completely based in fear um, of the alternative. Yeah. Like oh my God, that's
3: such a big thing yeah. of mine. Like, I don't want it to be a fear-based decision. And that's actually how I conclude with the kid thing, because mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, I'm deciding not to have this life experience because I'm afraid. Right. Mm-hmm. Not because I really don't want it exactly. deep down. It's mostly because I don't know it. I didn't think I wanted it. Yeah, you know, it's just based it's on based. what it's Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So, a, you know, you, you getting, deciding to get married, Vanessa, was to make a milestone.
4: Yeah, you know what? It, I think it was to make a milestone. You know, it, it was it was less like a public milestone. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't have a everybody needs to know. I don't think I even told people when I got married. It was more just to, to check off an internal like okay, that's done. I, I was dating somebody that I've been dating for two years. I was in my early thirties. It was time to either move forward or pull out, and I was too scared to mm. pull out. So I put my foot. I couldn't hit the brakes. And it was time to stop coasting, so I hit the gas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I had to do something, because I couldn't stay in that place of, let me take a little more time and see. I'm sort of ambivalent about getting married. I wonder what that's about. Let me tease that out. Mm -hmm. I I had questions, and instead of sitting with it and Mm -hmm. being okay with the discomfort that the questions were, you know, duh, it was don't (laughs) think about that, just Mm -hmm. go. Because if I sat and thought about it too much, mm-hmm. but it wasn't so much being I'm the same in that like I don't have an idea of what my wedding was going to look like. Mm-hmm. I got married at
3: Justice of the Peace. Mm-hmm. Same, um, I couldn't care more about last <laughs> minute. An Andrea yeah. had to basically take <laughs> walk me through getting a wedding dress. Like I was She's like, like
1: hyperventilating to go try on wedding dresses.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just a piece of fabric. I'm to put it on you. It's totally okay. <laughs> she was. Amazing at like she just knew how to handle, <laughs> but yeah I didn't pick out brides and I just was like who's here I mean you know luckily most of my best friends showed up at my wedding in Thailand so yeah. I said yeah, all right done like yeah. you guys just walk with me so I don't pass out <laughs> yeah anyway functional, yeah functional brand no but very yeah. deeply meaningful and emotional but I didn't want to dress them Yeah. yeah 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 yeah, <coughs> yeah that's- that's not the kind of
1: shit that I'm looking for. It's no, the partnership and the course. Yeah, you know, and I personally feel like I'm I because I grew up in a big family and I'm a total people person and I'm social. And because I live alone, there's always there's this sort of thing. I love it. I was just while you were parking, Vanessa, I was standing out on the fire escape and I was just like I am so lucky. Like I'm on the the street and I have a front facing street (laughs) view. So I can like see my, I have a fire escape. I I can see my friend find, I can look for a parking spot for her. Like, and and like two of my other friends are coming and like, I am really lucky. And like, I have this beautiful apartment and I feel really, really lucky. But, um, I sometimes also feel like I, like the, the, um, Part of me is being wasted, not having a partner and kids, because I just know that is, I'm good at yeah. it. But that's less in not your milestones.
4: Case. I think that's just more or less about making milestones, yes. more about something that you want. Yeah, Whether yes. it's a milestone or yeah. not, like, it's in you, you want it. Yeah. You want a partnership, you want to have a family, that's mm-hmm. what you want, and whether it was important to other people or not, I think you would still... Really want it, and the fact that it is a milestone mm-hmm. is just like a glaring mm-hmm. orange reminder that you don't have it. Yeah, but I feel like you, I don't see you wanting that because that's what you're supposed right. to do. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. You wanting that exactly. Yeah, it's what you want, yeah. Well,
1: and because if it, if it was for me, if it was one of those things, then I would have been married to somebody that I'd already dated. Oh, true. right,
4: you would have like, made it
2: happen, yeah, yeah. That's true. Because I definitely feel like if ever, if for some reason society was like marriage is done, we're not doing it anymore, <laughs>
4: you would still be like, but I still want
2: to
3: do it. Yeah. Right,
1: right. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um. So uh, Vanessa, when you, uh, when you. Do you mind talking about your divorce more? No. Yeah. When you came out of it, what kind of stuff, like what were you facing to make the decision to end it? Like was that, were there um, milestone fears in that? Or like what are people gonna think kind of stuff in that?
4: Um, no, I, I came from a family where divorce is, you know, it happened and um, I, I don't think I had, being divorced was a huge disappointment to me despite the fact that marriage wasn't a huge accomplishment, being divorced felt like a failure. I had failed this. Um, And it got to the point where my relationship was really strained and I wanted to have, we wanted to have children. And I thought, I don't want this man to be... The father of my children mm-hmm. and if that's the case if that's what i'm learning about this person or he, you know that sounds uh, harsh but it's true i just it, he, this is not a man that i want i i thought would make a good dad mm-hmm. and i didn't know if i knew that before just pretended i didn't or if the light kind of got turned on mm-hmm. but once we moved we moved right after we got married so we moved down to virginia so there was a ton of stuff that was going on the left- external Stresses and watching him navigate the stress of life that I hadn't seen before it was very eye opening. Um, yeah, and then feeling that way and noticing things and his reluctance to speak about them. Um, I was like, oh, I, I can't, this is the night, I, I I can't have a baby with you. And then I was like, well, maybe there's another baby. And like, I, even as educated as I am and as I not that I'm terribly educated, but I know enough that babies don't fix marriages. Like, Mm -hmm. that we know. Yeah, yeah. But even, like, it's so interesting how when you're in the thick of it and whatever pulls you towards things, like, I thought, like, okay, well, I'll have a baby and that'll, that will make things better. That will shape things, you know, shape things out in the right way. Or that will smooth things over. And then that thinking shocked me. Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa! Wait a second, wait a second. Like, Uh. That you caught yourself. That's crazy thinking. That's yeah. the thinking that yeah, crazy people do, yeah. and um, that was very shocking. Like, how many excuses are you going to make for something that's not working? And yeah. like, what stories are you telling yourself? What fantasies are you engaging in that this is reasonable? It's it's not reasonable. Mm.
1: And so now being out of it and being in another relationship, do our other, to like you have. Hot buttons or like fears that pop up in in
4: the current state of things things right now are so different I mean I took like four maybe two years after getting divorced before even like dating and I think it's like four and a half before having a real relationship in between my, at the end of my marriage and the start of another relationship and in that time I Did a ton of work and I'm with somebody now that five years ago. I would have never been with I think I learned a lot about what I... I mean, I learned so much about myself, what I had expected, what's realistic, why I want what I want. Um, Accepting being taken care of. That was huge for me. I married a man who needed to be cared for, and that felt really good. And I think it felt good because, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm caring for him. I'm important. I feel valued. Um, But I think it was also a way to... Um, skirt around the fact that I feel very uncomfortable being cared for. Huh. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't like it. It makes me feel vulnerable. It makes me probably feel like what's going to happen if they go away and then I can't mm-hmm. care for myself mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'd rather be the person who can do it mm-hmm. and I'm going to fix everything up and uh, and be the sa- the captain of the boat mm-hmm. and everybody else can be the passenger and in the relationship I'm in now I'm probably a co-captain but many times I'm also a passenger and that's totally new huh. yeah
1: and that's just practice just letting it happen
4: yeah I think so I think that's four years of like lots of fucking there <laughs> like book reading and documentary (laughs) reading like that I'm that you know the person crying in the bookstore was me for two years reading and thinking and talking to people and going into therapy you know like really working on it in therapy to sort of like I don't want to do this again Mm -hmm. my ex-husband was sort of a crazy person but he was not the first crazy person that I've been very attracted to I've always loved them (laughs) <laughs> and, and they love me. <laughs> so it's not just me running after them. They also love me. Mm-hmm. And so okay. I decided after my divorce like now is the time to try something different because what I've been doing in a big way with my divorce but prior to that it's it's been the same pattern. It was just that I married the last one. So I made a decision to do something different my therapist would be like, like oh he's not exciting when i was dating you know dating around she's like maybe that's good you know like maybe the things that you think that you want or the things that you're initially attracted to are bad or 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 not bad but they're repeating the i know what i love and i can feel when i was dating i could feel myself like i love eccentric people i like you know uh, I and mean, I hate to say a screw loose because it makes me sound like I have a screw loose, but like a little loose screw is very appealing to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when there was one, I'd be like, okay, no, no loose screws. Huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. but everybody has loose screws mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. So some no, people yeah. just hide them better than no, no, exactly. no overt loose screws, and
3: some have missing screws. <laughs> <laughs> right loose Whole is gone. <laughs> <laughs> but you I mean other people like I feel like euphemistically call that I like bad boys <laughs> right so like,
4: I like loose screws <laughs> <laughs> because if they're not yeah but it is it's yeah. that same thing maybe but, yeah and that yeah. but the psychology behind it really is I think it is because um, if I date somebody who's sort of like you know uh, a little off Or whatever my or like if I dated I think the fear is if I date somebody who's like super high-functioning it's got it all together they're gonna see me and think oh my gosh like my flaws will be totally exposed Mm -hmm. but if I'm with somebody who has more flaws than I perceive myself to have Mm -hmm. I'm gonna look like the superstar like look I know how to you know (laughs) apply for a car loan (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: that's so interesting (laughs) but
4: yeah so it was that kind of thing I think that was the motivation behind it is Mm -hmm. that it made me feel more in control and in charge and capable Mm. when feeling incapable or being incapable is really okay Yeah, I think I've gotten more comfortable being like oh you know I don't know that or I'm not so great at that or I'm going to let somebody else do that for me which is like I was raised by a single mom who, mm. you know, worked and hustled and mm. made a very nice life for myself and my brother. And it was like, you do everything mm. for you. Like mm. that is, mm. you get out there and you do it. Yeah. Um, so letting somebody else do for me is um, wonderful now, but was very uncomfortable. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you like to control situations, I think.
4: everything. <laughs> we cooked
1: dinner together, and I was like, oh, I guess it doesn't matter if I know how to cook. And
0: that's, <laughs> <laughs> is going to run the show, and I am her soup chef. You will tell me.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. That's okay. Uh, so, Oni, you didn't have the there, but then you were dating enough to have met the... Are you online, I think, in Yeah. Um, so, like, like, how do you... How do you walk the line between being like, I don't need this and I'm happy Mm -hmm. being single and then also seeking or if you, maybe it wasn't seeking. I don't know. What was the motivation? Uh,
2: The motive. Oh man, (laughs) this is, I don't know if this is going to sound crazy, but the reason (laughs) I created an online profile um, on OkCupid, okay because a friend of mine was, like, having a tough time with it, and she was like, I want to quit, I'm never going to find anyone I'm like, listen, we're going to do this as a team both of us, we're going to create accounts and we're just going to go in and we're going to date the crap out of this city <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> because, like, that, you're that's a great friend because <laughs> that's the type of thing, like, I and this is something that I'm, like, trying to work on is, like, doing things for myself, if it's Doing something for someone else I will do whatever it takes to like help out someone else Mm -hmm. but if it's for myself I'm like I don't need that I'll run into someone at the grocery store one day and that'll be fine because like that's like my ex-boyfriend we just met at the laundromat and that worked and I'm like it will happen once it'll happen again Mm kind of thing Um, but this time she like she's just like I just want to you know be with someone and be in a relationship and so um, for, for me getting online, was just like as a support person. It's like, well, in order to support her, I have to know how this works. Oh. So I have to actually do this oh. and like um, really understand how it works. <laughs> and for me, I didn't take it seriously. And I think that's why it worked well for mm-hmm. me. Because like a lot of people will get online and like send messages. And I they'll be like, oh, I sent a message to like 10 people and no one wrote back. And I'm like, oh when I write a message to like a hundred people and no one writes back, I'm like, oh, I'll try again next month. <laughs> like, and I think that's part of why it was just like, I don't, I don't have like really horror stories. Like I hear from other people. It's just like, I just didn't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, The guy that I'm dating now, he, like, he just, because in my profile, I wrote, you know, on OkCupid at the bottom where it says something like, message me if, and I'm like, Mm -hmm. you like to drink or you like to play words with friends and you want to be destroyed by me. (laughs) (laughs) And so, like, he just wrote to me, like, you will not destroy me at words with friends. And then I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) I will destroy you. (laughs) And so, like, that's how, it, it was just really organic the way it happened. And I think... In general with dating I find that like people just take it a little too seriously especially at first it's like if it works out it works out if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out you move on I don't know it works for me just being more laid-back about it it'll just like it'll it'll just work out that's just the way I think about everything it's just like do your best and that's all you can do
1: and do you find that that happens in general for you then?
2: yeah like just dating yeah in general it's just like at any point in your life, if you're doing the best you can with what you have, um, you're not gonna have any regrets with that if you recognize that. Because if like, you know, 10 years from now, I look back and I'm like, dang, I wish I knew X, Y, and Z, I would have done this better. But then recognizing that you didn't know, right. and you did the best you could, and that's all you could do. And just moving forward with that. And that's kind of the way that i just like try to approach everything.
3: No, that's awesome. I mean, I'm really kind of... It's it's great to hear, and I think we all relate to... You know, like, we want... There's actually... It's aspirational in Mm a lot of ways. I would
4: like to feel more okay with things not having... Or just letting... I can't even let a dinner unfold.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. (laughs) Uh,
4: I am, like... But that is... Like, I think that is so... There's a lot of peace in that. Like, it's going to take care of itself. I'm doing my best mm.
3: yeah, it's so... and moving along.
4: And I think even given all of our collective life experiences mm. with everything, births and deaths mm. and jobs and no jobs, that that is true. Mm. Like, it's all, we're still spinning no matter yeah. what. So a nice way to live your life is to sort of go within and see what's around the corner as opposed mm. to lurking with a machete. <laughs>
3: Wow. Oh, that sounds so nice. <laughs> Thank you for that visualization. I'll never work. achieve anything close to that. <laughs> Thank That's you for mistake. the lurking motion. <laughs>
1: constant unrest inside of like not just for the what I want, like marriage and kids, but like for like career stuff. I too. Yep. Like I'm like I'm constantly always un- feeling like there's a thing that I want to attain, yet I don't quite know what yeah, that thing yes. is. So it's like it's like uh lots of dissatisfaction, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? And then then but I mean of course I'm very happy mm-hmm. and like again I'm very lucky and I have a great a really nice life. But it's I guess maybe it's just about a focus, what you focus on and what you spend your energy on. It sounds
3: like And is it as simple as that? Is it pivoting? Is it It's it's
2: not. It because like because I know that there's something that I'm going to want and I just haven't figured it out yet. If I just go to work, come home, make dinner, go to work, come home, make dinner, weekend, hang out with friends, come home. And I just keep doing that cycle. I'm never going to learn what that thing is. And I'm happy okay. in that
3: yeah, cycle? Yeah, but is that okay? Yeah.
2: Um, but like, I don't. That's. Not, I'm saying, if I did that, but my. For me, it's like doing the exploring, and so that's why I do things like you know take classes, like learn new skills, um, go to talks and things like that. So just like learn new things, and hoping that one day mm-hmm. my my mission in life will be revealed and being comfortable that like there will come a time where like it will be revealed. Maybe it's just not the time right now. But like, it's like when people are just like, oh, I want to meet someone and they just sit in their house and, you know, watch New Girl and that's all they do. <laughs> it's like, you're not uh, going to New the- Girl. But <laughs> you <laughs> like do other things. <laughs> you're not going to, you're not
1: going <laughs> to. This is really
3: funny that you picked. I kicked the other edge you just like, well, I watched
2: some crappy shows like the new. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the other day I was like, "When is the new
4: season going to out?" birthday!
2: watch new because I was checking the other day and I'm like,
4: oh, it's
1: still waiting. I was that's what I was to get I was like, I really want a buddy to like watch shows you know? and the shitty TV crappy shows. shows right? I can't guarantee. A I'm like, would do sorry, that. man. <laughs> I don't think boyfriend fills that hole. He does.
3: There's your purpose. <laughs> yeah. I you found, found it. I support you <laughs> in watching the new
2: girl. <laughs> Um, but yeah I think it's just like being okay with what you know you're capable of now and doing your best at that and then just also continuing to explore and it's like exploring dating or exploring like career or exploring hobbies and just like as long as because we're humans and it's like that's the way you evolve is just by learning and like if you're not learning anything new um, like you're not evolving and like I always think like when the new year comes I'm always like Where you were last year, are you better off than you were a year ago? And even if it's like a teensy bit, I'm okay with that, as Mm -hmm. long as I'm moving forward. And it's just like for me, that's the that's what comforts me. Is just like as long as I'm taking steps forward, um, in the grand scheme of things, because there are times where you're gonna have to like take a step back and go backwards to move forward. So. Right. I think that's what works for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I try mm-hmm. to, like, comfort myself mm-hmm. with. in the, the thing about going home mm-hmm. Um, is, like, I'm not the same damn person that it was even this summer. Yeah, like, exactly. I went through a lot between, mm-hmm. in this fall. And, like, mm-hmm. I am really proud of myself <clears throat> and how I've handled the challenges that life has brought. And I am impressed by who I am now and who I was five years ago and how I would have handled those things yes. then. And the Mm -hmm. like wreckage that I probably would have left at a younger age Mm -hmm. if if I had these same experiences versus now I don't feel like I really left much as in the wreckage you know and um and so there's a there's success there's you know that's a marker of of success Mm -hmm. and yeah maybe maybe it's just about owning it for yourself. Feeling, I don't mean the podcast to be my group therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Maybe. that's what's happening here. Maybe Maybe that's what this podcast This is an (laughs) intervention. You're like, you think you invited us here, but we are here for you.
0: That was the latest episode of Sunday Salon. Thank you for listening. As always, I love hearing feedback from listeners. If you want to join the conversation, reach out to me, Andrea Columbus, on Facebook or on the sundaysalon.com or the Sunday Salon Facebook page. I'm so glad people are enjoying this podcast and I would love to talk with you more. Sunday Salon is available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other podcast apps and on my website, thesundaysalon.com. Hit subscribe for updates and future episodes thanks so much for listening have a great week